podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? Them, hope you're having a fantastic week. We've had small, small sunshine, so if anyone who's hit the streets, wireless, park life, all these things, hope everybody's safe, COVID-free, and having a good time. And of course, I'm glad the Prem is back. Cristiano Ronaldo is back at United scoring goals. I personally love to see it. I know the United fans do. Big up the haters, them. But yeah, this moment podcast is back. Take a little break. I hope you enjoy these episodes. Um, we're going to be talking about vaccine passports, which is quite interesting because as I'm recording this, I've literally just finished packing. I was about to fly out tomorrow. So I actually have a vaccine passport of somewhat on my British Airways app. But yeah, this week we're going to talk about vaccine passports. Uh, the government done another U-turn as per usual. And we're going to get into that and we're going to just talk about vaccines and shit. So yeah, I hope you guys are blessed. Don't forget the Patreon. Don't forget the YouTube all that good stuff and yeah let's get into it hi guys i'm xm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's late, because it's late, it's late what's late. going on people a big shout out to everybody i hope everybody's having a fantastic week um big blessings to everybody who gave me birthday love on my birthday at the top of the week so shout out shout out you beautiful people um yeah what we talk about today we are talking vaccine passport so what is a vaccine passport? A vaccine passport is a form of documentation as to where you, the user or holder, will show this um, documentation that states that you have received both dosages of whatever vaccine, whether it be Moderna or AstraZeneca or Pfizer, so you can be able to be granted permission to enter either a club, like a nightclub or an event with large crowds. So that could be a festival, a football game, a concert or whatever, big party or whatever. So it's interesting because I thought they're never going to really do this, are they? And there's a lot of back and forth. A lot of MPs were against it. Of course, a lot of the um, hospitality business and entertainment business were against it. And I thought, this ain't going to happen. So they, they spoke about this many, many weeks ago. And then somebody shout out somebody on my Insta, they asked me, is it going to happen? I was like, nah, it's died down enough. There's too much pressure. And then literally two days later, it came out that they still do intend to have these plans. I remember the vaccine minister came out and said, yeah, we still intend to implement the vaccine passport thing from the end of September. And I was like, no way these guys are still going to do this. This is interesting. How are they going to be able to pattern this? It's not making any sense. I was thinking, how are they going to do this? And I was even thinking of the admin of like, do you know when you're queuing to get into a club, you scan your ID and all that type of stuff, but you also have to scan your vaccine passport. I was thinking about places like wireless and football games or like the hoopla if somebody doesn't have it or the internet's not working or whatever. Like how are concerts and all these things going to administer this and what technology do you have in place or are you going to put in place to streamline this process to verify these passports? It's mad. I know there's an NHS app, which I have where I got my vaccine status on the app and it allows you to download a PDF document. So you can either show a PDF document or show it. Um, so I've got an iPhone. So it's actually part of the, what do you call those things? Oh, do you know where you, do you know where you have your boarding pass? Oh, your, your Apple wallet. So I've got my boarding pass. I've got my 
cars there. And I've also got my flipping vaccine passport there. Quite handy for what I'm going to do tomorrow. So yeah, it was just, I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to do this. Like, this is not making sense. Um, I lo and behold, off the back of a very unpopular week where the government announced to increase um, the national insurance, which I probably might talk about, um, payments by 1.25%. They have spun the block. Breaking news. It came out late Saturday night. There was leaks. And then this morning, I'm recording this on Sunday, on Andrew Marshall, fairly new health secretary, Sajid Javid, has announced, yo, yeah, we're not doing this. That we are, we've scrapped the plans and the evidence shows that we don't need to. Bollocks. It's just a pressure. You lot got put in a blender. This is what this is his word, sorry. We just shouldn't be doing things for the sake of it or because others are doing, and we should look at every possible intervention properly. I've never liked the idea of saying to people they must show papers or something to do what is just an everyday activity. But we were right to properly look at it. We've looked at it properly, and whilst we should keep it in reserve as a potential option, I've pleased to say that this will not be pleased to say that we will not be going ahead with the plans of vaccine passports. So this is very, very interesting. The streets were like, nah, brother, that is not going to run. And yeah, I'm I'm personally in a personal opinion, I'm happy for this. I think it's a bit much the vaccine passport status. What is the point? Like, I'm gonna do the vaccine numbers. A lot of people have been vaccinated. You're trying to keep people safe, but at the same time not let COVID dominate things and we have to learn to live with it. That's what Boris keeps saying. So this wasn't really making sense. So in terms of vaccinations, currently 48.4 million people have had the first dosage of the vaccine of a vaccination and 43.9 million people have had a second dosage, which is humongous numbers. Um, that's almost like the population of Ghana. That shows how many people have been having dosages. 89% of adults. So if you go into Tesco, nine out of 10 adults you see in that Tesco would have had at least their first dosage. And 80.1%, so eight out of 10 adults that you see in your local supermarket on the streets or at, or at the pub or at a bar or restaurant, eight out of 10 of them would have been fully vaccinated, which is a massive, massive effort. In terms of the recent COVID numbers, in the last seven days, 259,849 people have tested positive for COVID. So on Saturday 11th, that was 29,547 people testing positive, which the weekly numbers were up 6%. So we're still seeing a small rise, a significant enough rise in cases because obviously more and more people are mingling, blah, blah, blah. In terms of deaths, unfortunately, so we're looking at the numbers specify Deaths with a positive COVID certificate, positive COVID um, test within the last 28 days. Um, 156 people unfortunately died yesterday. Uh, my thoughts are with those families. And 983 in the past seven days. So this is actually an increase of 25%, which is a tad concerning because, of course, you don't want to see people dying. So what we're seeing is that a lot of people have been vaccinated. A lot of people, some people, of course, have had COVID already. But if we were seeing 29,000 people uh, test positive, we were seeing ridiculous death amounts. Not to say that different death amounts are ridiculous, but even more astronomical. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that is one of the mad things that's happened this week, the government U-turn. I'm going to speak, I'm going to try to speak briefly. I dropped a video on this on Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday or Wednesday referring to, this is about the national insurance increase. So let's kind of brief this. What happened? Well, um, government announced plans to increase national insurance contributions by 1.25%, as well as dividend 
income to try to recoup some of the stuff we've seen regarding COVID, massive, massive outlays of spending. What is national insurance? Well, it's a tax on earnings and self-employed profits. Your national insurance contributions are paid into a fund that goes towards things like pensions, um, maternity, maternity leave pay, um, unemployment benefits, st statutory sick pay. So that's what it patterns up. And the amount you pay depends on what uh, category letter you are. There's A, B, C, J, H, M, Z, and X. A is where the majority of people lie. B is married women or widows, so they pay a slightly lesser amount. C is over is employees over the statutory um, pension age. J is employees who pay national insurance in another job. So if you work in two jobs, you're going to pay national insurance in both jobs. Um, H is for apprentices under 25. Um, M is for employee under 21, X is for employees under 16, and Z is for the employees under 21 that pay national insurance in another job. So depending on what category you're in, you pay a certain amount. So I'm going to look at A because that's where most of us lie that listen to this podcast. So up to, so from 520 to 797 a month, you will not pay any national insurance. However, from that amount upwards, so you're looking at, Hold on, let me get up here because I forgot it. Um, from £797 and one penny to up to £4,189, and that's per month, you will pay, majority of us will pay 12, 12%. But of course, they've increased it, so it will be 13.25%. And then of anything, well, for the lucky people who are lucky enough to earn over £4,189 per month, any every single penny above that amount, you pay a national insurance tax rate of 2%. So if you earn £4,289 a month, you pay 2% on the additional £100 on top. Now, so Boris is like, boom, I need to raise money. I need to raise 12 billion to pattern up this fund and this, I need a 12 billion fund to pattern up social and healthcare. He's basically trying to market this as a, what did he call it? A health, oh, I can't remember what he called it. He called it, what? Where is it? Where is it? He called it a health and social care levy or something like that. I can't remember the name on the top of my... I got my notes somewhere. But yeah, so it's going to appear on a separate line on your pay slip. But we know what it is. It is an increase to national insurance payments. And why this is annoying for a lot of people because this is... This is raise our this will make our tax burden the highest since 1950, which is just just half a decade after the Second World War. And people are like, why is Boris passing on the costs to the people who are the hardest hit from the pandemic? People like everyday people who who needed furlough, which is stopped. Who needed some people need universal credit, extra top up, which has been stopped. Like, why are you effectively giving us footing us the bill, which I knew was always going to happen. But some people, myself included, are thinking, why did you go to the everyday earner who doesn't have as much? For those who listen to my podcast know that I always talk bang on about real wage increase. If you look at our wages and take into account inflation, for the last 20, 30 years, they have not grown. But the cost of living has grown. So effectively, we're losing money every year. And it's, and it's harder and harder to maintain a standard of living in the United Kingdom for the majority of people. So there's people who are earning, who have made so much money via via wealth, I mean, via assets in the last two years, especially during the pandemic. And they are not going to see any of these new tax raises as of now. So when you think about, think about people who, who have like 20 properties, for example, yeah? 20 properties, they're renting them all out, they get rental income on this. This doesn't impact them, but they're making money. Like this does not impact them. Like 
So a lot of people call it for a wealth tax. I'm a fan of it to a certain degree, depends on how it's implemented. But yeah, like if you, if you want people who, if you want to look at the people who have obscene surplus amounts of money that are not, like you can look to dip into that fund where, because these people are grossing ridiculous money and it's not being taxed adequately. Instead of taxing income, you should really be looking to tax wealth, in my opinion, because you're putting a tax on a tax on labour and that's just a bit mad. But yeah, people let me know what you think on Twitter, hashtag Dysonomics and all that good stuff. Make sure you follow me on the gram, Dysonomics Pod, YouTube, Dysonomics, Patreon, Dysonomics, and until next week, peace and blessings. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.